Hey guys, welcome back to another podcast episode of Bear Your Soul Sister with Re and Kara. And today we're going to have a special guest of a beautiful client of mine named Dee. Say hi, Dee. Hi, Dee. <laughs> So, you're so funny before I ask Dee all the questions I actually want to chuck in a trigger warning for you guys because today we're going to be diving into the depth of mental illness within business so Dee for those who that are listening and have no idea who you are can you tell us a little bit about yourself so uh, I wanted to talk in third person then but I'm not going to talk in third person I'm going to talk about myself So um, I suffer from um, all sorts of different mental illness. Um, I'm a fibro warrior, so I suffer from fibromyalgia, which isn't a mental illness, but does cause a lot of mental illnesses. Um, I am also suffer from bipolar. Um, I have high anxiety, which this is giving me high anxiety at the moment as well trying to even talk and spit out some words at the moment. Um, I swing through really severe depression um, and um, I get really manic highs as well with my bipolar as well. But my main thing is I do get severe depression with my bipolar um, and I kind of sit in that quite deeply. Um, So they sort of run pretty hand in hand with um, my business and it's it's pretty hard to sort of run through daily life, let alone business with, with all those. That would be so freaking intense. It's probably more intense for my husband than it is me and the poor people around me. Um, I have just kind of deal with it. I kind of just go with the flow um it's something that I've been dealing with since I was about 15 so it's not as bad as I sort of um it's it's something that I've dealt with for a while now so it's probably a lot worse for the people around me and the new people that I come in contact with Mm. wow that's intense so I guess for me, um, I want to know, Dee, like how did you, like what was the moment where you first realised something was not quite right or you felt different or, yeah, like what was that moment like for you when you kind of thought maybe I do need to seek some opinions on this or, yeah, how did you kind of, I guess, come about that? That didn't come a lot later in life until I met my husband. Um I thought everything was hunky-dory. I thought um, having, you know, having three jobs and only sleeping two hours a night and um, taking a lot of drugs and working as, you know, working the nightlife and working in bars and working, I'm going to get sort of deep here, but working as a stripper and working in the nightlife and working as topless waitress and working with men and working as all this sort of stuff was just the norm and going to work during the day and working in an office was just the norm and then working as another job in between and then working at night and then sleeping for two hours and then doing it all again and then taking drugs in between and doing that all again and then doing that for about eight months and then crashing and then hating life and then staying 
you know, in a bedroom, locked in away from everyone for, you know, a couple of months in between and then starting that whole routine again and was just the norm. And then I met my husband and we had a wicked time together for probably about two or three years and he thought this is the most awesome girl I met. And then he was like, well, maybe she's kind of got a screw or two loose and realised that, um maybe life like that probably wasn't the best life to be living. So um, I probably learned from him that that there wasn't something quite right. Yeah, right. That's... Wow. Girl, you've come so far though. Like I know we're going to get into you and where you're at today, but just knowing your story, you have come so far. Um, my question for you is obviously you were into the nightlife and things like that and you knew that you had your mental illnesses but when did you decide to go into business and when did you face the fear of like I know so many people that go into business and going I'm scared how can I do this because I have a mental illness like that's like that's a one extra pressure so when did you decide that I'm going to go into business even though I know have I have all these things going on within me I think I was just, I came to the realisation that I couldn't work for anybody else anymore. Um, I had to do it on my own terms. I had to, no one else kind of understood what I was going through. Oh, I figured no one else understood what I was going through, so I didn't really make it on my own terms. I had to make it on my own ways that I could do. I had to structure it around my own ways. I had to take days off when I needed to have days off. I had to have self-love days off when I needed self-love days off. I needed to um, really do something that, do something that aligned with making myself feel good and others feel good and doing it on my own terms. I love that. I love that. Thank you for sharing. Um, did you find at the beginning of your business journey that it was a lot difficult, like a lot more difficult juggling mental illness? Like, was there a moment where you decided like things might have needed to change so you could have more of a handle on your mental illness while juggling business? Um, so the, the turning point for me, so it was all, it all seemed really hunky-dory for me. Everything was going smoothly when I first started um, and it all seemed like it would be going okay. Um, and the turning point for me was, or the crash happened for me, was when I, I actually had to call one of our probably mutual friends that um, I think we all know, beautiful Miss Tarrant. Um, I had, um, everything was going too well to a point. Um, and I had about booked out solid days booked out. I had too many clients happening. I had 14 hour days. I had people knocking on my front door at home. I had, um, just way too much going on. And I just had a mental breakdown where I just hid behind my beauty bed at home and I had clients knocking on the door and I just mentally started, I can't even talk about it now because it's just so much. I had 
clients just banging on the front door and just asking, like, you know, just saying, I've got an appointment, I've got an appointment. And um, I was literally, like, hiding behind my beauty bed and I had Taryn on the phone and I said, Taryn, I said, I can't do it. I said, they're all, they're all on the, they're all banging on the door. I can't do it. I can't do it. And she's like, Dee, just breathe. You've just got to breathe. She said, they'll go away, they'll go away, you'll, you'll be okay, they'll just go away, you've just got to breathe, you've just got to hold on. And I said, I can't do it, I just can't do it. She literally pulled me back from the edge. And there was just too many clients, there was too much going on, and I said, I just, I can't do it, I've just got to make it all stop, I just want to make it all stop. And she said, you'll get through it, it'll be okay, it'll be okay. And I still somehow I got through it, so... Um, that was my breaking point. That was the point where I knew that I had to get out of home and I had to push through it. And it somehow made me a better business owner. It made me a better salon owner. And it made me a better teacher to know that um, you will, everyone's got a breaking point and you need, you somehow need to reach that breaking point. It sucks. And it's like when you break up with someone and you, 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 your heart gets broken, you need to have your heart broken to know that it's, it's breakable and that you will come back from that somehow. Yeah. Sorry. Wow. Like I can I I can relate in some way to what you're saying, Dee, because I think we all go through that really low time in business. And I got goosebumps then when you were talking and it made me tear up because I I honestly I can relate to that so much where you just feel so overwhelmed and so much pressure on your shoulders. And then to throw, obviously, your mental illness in t- on top of that, it must have just been such an intense moment for you. So well done for being able to reach out for help and pull yourself through that and um, come out the other side because there's some people that, that can't do that. So, yeah, I completely relate to, yeah, that feeling of overwhelm, obviously not to the same extent as, as to what you went through, but, yeah, it's... Um, it's definitely something that a lot of people in business can experience. Yeah, man, that's, that's like, the, I think the one thing that came up for me when you told that story is like how good it is. And it's so important to have like a support and community, especially within being in the entrepreneurial world, because it can get really intense. And there's so many things that people or that business owners experience that not not the everyday person experiences, you know, like it's not something they are aware of, of those kinds of pressures and responsibilities. And then on top of having, you know, clinically diagnosed mental illnesses, like that would be so intense. So I guess I wanted to say like, I'm just proud of you for actually reaching out to somebody because that could have been a lot worse if you didn't reach out to just say, I need help. Um, So yeah, like, Props to Taz if she's listening. Like good, good on you for being that person for D because somebody needed to be there, and I'm glad it was someone that yeah could really like help you through that. It's so important. Um, the next question I wanted to ask you is obviously that being your you know breaking point. What were the steps that you took to become who you are today? So what happened between then and now? the real key steps so you could never have to experience it to that level ever again? So um, finding the right help is really important. Um, Still really difficult to do that. Um, Still on the journey, on the path to do that. It's extremely difficult, especially when you're in remote 
um, places like Darwin, um, but still on the journey to do that. Um, and that's not just saying um, scientifically like doctors and medication and things like that. That's also saying spiritually and um, books and, um, you know, mainly spiritually, I guess. Um, it's not just saying scientifically sort of thing. Um, and another big one is letting others in. I have this real, but that's, psychologists told me that's from growing up, is letting others in. It's trying to deal with it all yourself. We have a real thing that um, don't want to, or I have a real thing of not letting others in to help me. So um, really trying to deal with it on my own was not a good thing. So letting others in and letting others help you is a real testament to to try to get past it and try to move past it so and the third one is I'm probably still searching so I, I don't know <laughs> I still have my really good days and I still have my really bad days so um, yeah I'm still searching when you talk about getting the right help um, obviously you tapped into you know having psychologists but then having more of like a spiritual level in books and stuff is there anything that you could recommend to someone that's someone that's listening that wants to be in business and and wants help but they don't know where to start like is there anywhere that you can recommend for them to consider starting at like what starting points to start looking for help um i visited an amazing psychologist in Brisbane. Um, she is a business and um, she works a lot with the beauty industry and especially with the lash and beauty industry. Um, so she knows a lot of our trials and tribulations and stuff like that. So she was absolutely amazing. She's in Milton. Um, if you go, are able to visit her or at least I think Zoom her for your first consult, then she will do phone consults and stuff like that after that. Um, we're really lucky that we grew up in Brisbane, so I had a lot of friends and family there, so we were able to at least go visit her for the first consult, and now I'm able to talk to her over the phone for every other one. Um, so she has been a really amazing um, resource in getting to do that. Um, I would say that she has been one of the main um, resources that I've used. Um, unfortunately, with the conditions that I have with the bipolar and how severe it is, um, medication has been has has to be one of the ones that I have to be on um, for the moment. Um, it's non-negotiable, and it's non-negotiable for. Um, my husband and it's non-negotiable for my family and a few of the thing, recent sort of episodes that I've had lately um, if that I want to be kept out of um, certain psychiatric wards and things like that um, it needs to be that I'm on medication so um, spiritually and things like that um, I have to be medicated um, I would prefer not to be. I'd prefer to be speaking with my naturopath um, who has some amazing ideas and, you know, things that we could lead down that path. Um, but, yeah, speaking to naturopaths and psychologists and things like that really do help. So, but speaking to a very good psychologist, I can, yeah, definitely give some 
some names and stuff like that out. I love that. Thank you for sharing. How did you pick a, um, a psychologist? Is like, did you go by recommendation? Did you do research? Because I know, including myself, I've been to a psychologist before and it's really hard to find someone that's you gel with. So was there like a process? Did you, What made you pick this person? Obviously, she's got the background in your industry, but was there anything else that you kind of did to find her? Um, so I went probably to about 10 to 15 different psychologists and life coaches and different named people of all different walks of life that call themselves different things. Um, And this was the first one that actually understood and understood the business side of stuff as well Um, and wasn't just, how I say, like writing stuff down but thinking about dinner at the same time. Um, And you can just tell when they're actually engaging with you and wanting to um, speak with you and engaging and really wanting to help you. Um, And I think it's just because she knows the industry that really, really helped. And she knows the eyelash industry and she knows the beauty industry. And she actually came from the recommendation Um, from when I was doing an eyelash course, the eyelash trainer said, this is the person that I go see and this is the person that I go recommend all my business people go see and she actually comes in and she does talks to to our students and this is the person that we recommend all our students and um, business owners go and see because she just, she knows everything about the industry. That's so good. Yeah. That's awesome. I love that. And like, it also goes to show for those who are listening that have seen psychologists and then gone, Oh, that didn't work for me. Like it took D 10 to 15 people to find somebody. So I guess like the, the story within that is like, don't give up, try and try and find somebody that, you know, you do resonate with because um, yeah, it can be quite challenging to find somebody at the beginning, but it's important to yeah find somebody. Um, before I go into the rapid fire questions, Cara, is there anything you want to ask? I was just going to say um, I completely resonate with um, what they were, what you guys were saying about making sure that you are finding the right you know, counselor or psychologist for you because it is so true that so many people just give up after you know one or two goes. Um, so I think that's a really really important message. Um, I, I guess probably the only thing that um, was was do you do you kind of feel like there was any signs as you were growing up or anything like that d that made you kind of aware that something was a little bit different or was it more only so when you were older um signs now that i probably look back at growing up were just that i was probably a little bit different to everyone and that my family was a little bit kind of hesitant to tell me that I was a little bit different to everyone um, and that the, the, the gene or whatever you call it um, does actually run in the family. So, wow. yeah, so... Not that even if you speak to my parents these days, I'll just go, 
Um, if you eat good food and you look after yourself and take a walk every afternoon, you'll be fine. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's just the, you know, woggy way of thinking. Yeah. Um, so you can just never, like, no matter what I tell them, that that's just their, their way of thinking. So, um, but they just tried to, I guess, not keep me from it. What's the word I'm thinking from it? From, just try to guard me from it and and protect me, you. Protect me from it. Yeah, that's yeah. It. That's a big one. That's a big one. Your parents just want like what's best for you, and they want to make sure that you're okay and things. So while it can be challenging on either end of like, oh, you could, you could have done better or, you know, um, there was signs, et cetera. They, they, they did the best they could with the resources they had at that time. Um, cool. We am have I some. Allowed, oh, am I you allowed go. to ask you a question? <laughs> Why? Go for it if you want to. Because you're both mums. Would you tell your children? Oh. Oh, switching the tables up. <laughs> that's, a re- that's a really good question because... I guess I've never really thought about it, but I don't think I would tell them straight up. Like I wouldn't tell Atlas straight up that something's wrong with him, but I would definitely do the best I could in finding out how I could support him with whatever. I've had this conversation with Ashley uh, about different things. Like even as an example, um, like because transgender is like a big thing that's on in the topic right now. And a lot of people say that it's a psychology thing I mean, it's like there's a bit massive opinion about that. I don't know enough to know things, but um, talking to Ashley about that, I'm like, yeah, I'd do, I would do whatever it takes for Atlas to have enough answers equipped. So, like from scientist perspective, naturopathic perspective, I would do as much as I can to give him enough resources so he could live the best life um, that he possibly can with whatever condition he may or may not have. Um, but I would def yeah, I would take it on as my own research as, as if I was a doctor myself to see how I could equip him with the best, um, yeah, the best knowledge to help him moving forward. Cara? Yeah. So, um, I, I guess it's not exactly the same, but I, I have had a little bit of experience in, um, I guess kind of walking in this area with my children, one of my children is actually currently going through um, the process of being diagnosed with a medical condition. Um, and I've found for us, the best thing that we have done has been open with them about why we're going through these, you know, tests or procedures or uh, I don't even know what to call them, but like this process with them. Um, I'm not going to say boy or girl, <laughs> just out of respect for them. But um, I am very open with them because I do have concerns that if I'm not um, down the track, that might cause a long-term problem for them. And we really approach it in the way that there's nothing wrong with them. Um, and that there, you know, there's a uniqueness to them. Um, you know, I don't hide anything from them when we go to the doctor, um, when we talk about various different 
um, situations that might happen or traits and things like that that they do. Um, and we try to always look at it in a positive light so that they don't think that anything's wrong with them. And I hope that by doing that, they won't grow up thinking I'm, you know, damaged or tarnished or different or whatever it might be. Um, but that's kind of just how we've approached it. And I think for me, I just, I try to put myself in my children's shoes and think how would I want to be um, approached or how would I want to go through this experience and this season of their life um, from a child's perspective. So that's kind of how I approach it. But it is, it's, it's hard and you've got to constantly be thinking about how you're wording stuff and how you're, um, having conversations about them to other people because you don't want them to pick up on anything that's going to be ingrained in them um, long term to think that there's something wrong with them. So um, it's definitely, yeah, it's it's a difficult, I guess, um, thing to go through with your child. And I can completely understand why people don't want to um, share that with you know their children because they don't want their ch children to think there's something wrong with them. But um, that's just kind of how I feel um, works for us is just being open about it and discussing it with them and trying to get them to, yeah, see it as, I guess, a positive, not a negative. So, yeah, that's kind of um, our experience with it. I love that. Thank you for sharing. And thanks for the question, Dee. <laughs> okay, so we're going to go through the rapid fire questions. If you could tell your inner child something, what would it be? Run. Run. Why? Because the world is a scary place. So you're more of a flight, not a fighter? Yeah. Okay. The next question is if, <laughs> if someone is listening to this today and they're going through something similar, what advice would you give them? Um, the same advice that my uh, the beautiful psychologist gave me, which is Trish. Um, which is what is in someone else's head is, is, is none of your business. I love that. So oh, that's a good one. Yeah. That's a really good which one. Which I try and think of every single day that something gets me down or that something gets me upset or that something some I see someone else's post on Facebook or that I see someone in the supermarket give me a weird look or that someone that I put on an outfit that I think looks great, but I think someone else might not think looks good or something or other. I just try and put that in my head and try not to cry. <laughs> I love that because majority of the time, like everyone in on this planet is thinking about themselves always. Like at the yeah. end of the day, we're all thinking about ourselves. We are all self-centered, whether you like to believe it or not. I even say like Mother Teresa, she is self-centered in the sense that she gave because of the way it made her feel. It all comes back to the way that she, like it made her feel. So it's so important to remind ourselves that everyone else is thinking about themselves because they could be at the supermarket looking back at you going, oh my God, they think I'm such a fuckwit. Um, you know, even though you think they think you're a fuckwit, they could possibly think the same thing about you thinking yeah. that about them. So I love that so much. What is your biggest life lesson? Oh, God. This one's hard, but it's going to be, a, look, I'm a bit of a Debbie Downer person, so look, um, 
there are some horrible people in this world and sometimes your brain will desert you. Oof, yeah. I think it's also coming into acceptance of that. You're always going to put the positive side on things, right? That's, that's, <laughs> not, that's not positive. That's realism. Like we have to accept the fact that there's horrible people in this world. Like yeah, just as long as like we also accept that there's good people, but we've also got to accept that there's horrible people. It's just the world is always going to be. Yeah, yeah, it's always. While there's so many people fighting to a better world, which is fantastic, there's always going to be people that are going to bring it down bring it down yeah um it's just i guess the ratio of good to bad really yeah and the, and the same as you know our brain yeah our brain will desert us like that fight or flight people people flight all the time or they run um because they're scared or anything like that like that's we've just got to accept that sometimes we don't react in ways that we thought we would mm-hmm. i had an example just a random quick story oh uh, the other day i got nearly got t-boned by a car a chick passed out behind the wheel and it like was coming at me and the car was rolling obviously and in that moment you could flight and like run like get out of the car and run or you could do something about it and it in either way could change the whole situation and it comes down to the adrenaline in the moment but you have to be okay with how you respond in that moment because sometimes you could be like fuck I wish I didn't run away I wish I fought because you know I deserve better or whatever but it's okay. Like we've just got to be kind to ourselves because we're doing the best we can in each moment. That's what I meant by it. Okay. Realism. (laughs) (laughs) Love it. Um, What's one resource that has changed your life? I love um, Sarah Pouts. What's her name? Sarah Prouts. Do universe. It's a book. Okay. (gasps) Re, have you not read it? No, I've seen it. Oh, what? Neither of us have. We're going to have to. Oh, my God. Okay. I need addresses, girls. I need addresses. And I'm going to be sending this to you. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure I've still got your address. But Cara, I need yours. Okay. Girls, this is this is a travesty. Oh, my God. I know. It's pretty bad considering we we are pretty good with our, our book, favorite. Oh, Lordy. Okay. This book. This book is not really a book because you don't need to read it. Bree's muted her microphone because she's laughing so much. <laughs> she's doing the cackle laugh. So she's I was, I was definitely cackling. So this book is not really a book. You don't read it front to back. So it's oh God, I wish I should have brought it here now. I thought you would have had it. Fuck. All right. So this is not a book that you read front to back. It is. Um, it is a book that basically has all um, positive words and all negative words. And you, it's like a thesaurus of positive words and a thesaurus of negative words. So instead of saying, I feel sad, you say, I feel torn or I feel upset or I feel um, in, uh, indignified or I feel rejected or I feel and it really gets down to the nitty-gritty of what the actual word is and then it gives you a mini mini meditation and a mini manifestation for each word that's so cool it is like the ridiculous most amazing book ever all right we'll link it in the notes we're going to put it on our list (laughs) okay both of you stand by I'm going to be sending you both the book (laughs) 
Thanks, babe. Appreciate you. Thank you. (laughs) Um, The next question I have is what does self-care mean to you? Now, this one goes out to my my girl, (laughs) Bree, because she's been trying to teach me what self-care means and I still can't quite grasp it because I'm a bit special. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I'm still in the realm of thinking that self-care means massages and facials and hair done and stuff like that. So um, I'm still in the realm of me thinking that it means materialistic things. Um, I'm not quite in the realm of thinking that it means whatever else it's supposed to mean. <laughs> On the spiritual level. <laughs> On the spiritual level of what it's supposed to mean. So... Ray's trying to get me there. <laughs> and you will get there, my love. And, and I will the, get there. I guess like the, the big thing is the awareness of going, oh, it's not, it doesn't have to be materialistic. And we all started there. We did an episode, if you haven't, uh, if the listeners haven't listened to it yet, um, Cara's episode of her story where she thought that self-care was all about facials and that's why she got into the beauty industry and then we realised it's within us. So It'd be yeah, so much it, it cheaper is, if it wasn't materialistic right so much cheaper (laughs) (laughs) i love that um so where can we find more about you if people want to follow you and they want to like thank you for this episode where can we send them um so if you want to follow my bipolar life you can follow me on instagram which is underscore underscore dbabe2004 underscore underscore that's my crazy deep like bipolar life which you'll find everything from craziness to d doing four or five workouts a day being you know 50 kilos and six pack of abs and being on drugs and a stripper lifestyle to (laughs) to craziness um and then if you want to follow my business awesomeness then you want to follow Bring On Sal and Success on Instagram, um, which is all my awesomeness of business stuff. So, which is how we went from me crying in a corner, talking to Taryn on the phone, to eight stuff, um, awesome team members, and three international awards, international awards, and a crazy salon up here in Darwin, and yeah. Which you should be so proud of because that in itself is an awesome achievement and you've just done an amazing job to get to where you are today. So we're proud of you. Uh, Yeah, I'm for sure proud of you. And it just goes to show that anyone that's listening that thinks they can't do business because they suffer from a mental illness, it just goes to show if Dee can you know, have all these things listed as wrong with her and I'm doing quotations, um, you know, that can go to show that you don't have to let that rule your life and you can still create success and have a business that creates more freedom for you. So I'm so proud of you for doing that. I have one more question because before anyone jumps on a call with us, we have like a list of questions for people to ask so we know what we're in for. I, one of the questions is, is there any links you would like to share? And it's Yogi in a Lamborghini and Michael Steely on YouTube. What the fuck is Yogi that? Yogi in a Lamborghini is awesome. 
<laughs> Can you tell? How did you not like, like screen it beforehand? <laughs> I didn't. I should probably do my homework. But can you explain what it is? Yogi in a Lamborghini is a yogi that has made gazillions of dollars and drives around in Lamborghinis because he's so fucking awesome. Okay. <laughs> you will need to search yogi in a Lamborghini on YouTube. All right. I'll, I'll put it in the show notes. I hope <laughs> someone gets something from He is it. amazing. He's got so many fabulous tips and they're like he's got really short little like youtube videos as well on basically running around with like always running around with like money in your wallet to make sure that you attract money and stuff and always running around with affirmation always running around oh you can't see it on the thing but always running around with affirmations on your phone and stuff to make sure you're attracting stuff and He's got really cute little snippets and he's so, his voice is just beautiful to listen to. Um, and every now and then, like, he starts his YouTube videos with him, like, cruising around in his Lamborghini. He's That's amazing. I'm look, gonna, I'm gonna, I was going to say, look how much we've learned from you today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is and what then, made me excited to have people on because the beauty of this is, like, we get to learn from you as much as you learn from us. So that's that's awesome. And then Michael Seely, he's like his, um, he's like hypnosis stuff. So he's got like hypnosis for sleeping and hypnosis for um, letting go of your negativity and letting go of your um, um, like getting in touch with your inner child and stuff like that. So, and his voice is really, really calming and stuff like for bed and stuff like that. So he's, YouTube has got millions and millions and millions and millions and millions of hits. Um, and he's really amazing to listen to as well. Amazing. Thank you for That's sharing. Good. I would definitely be binge watching those. <laughs> We've just found our self-care activity for the week. <laughs> you will love Yogi in a Lamborghini. Trust me. I Trust feel like me. I will. If you do not love Yogi in a Lamborghini, I will eat my hair tie. <laughs> <laughs> It's so funny. Um, okay, I just want to say thank you so much for being on the show with us. You are our first guest mentor, mentor guest speaker. Um, so well, you are a mentor. You've taught us so much already. <laughs> um, so I just want to say thank you so much. Cara, is there anything else that you wanted to add? Yeah, I just totally agree with Ray. Thank you for being so open and all, uh, raw and real with us. Um, and, yeah, thank you for sharing your story. Thank you for having me. I love being raw. Is there anything else you want to add, Dee, before we get going? Just be yourself, party people. Like, that's the easiest thing to be. Don't, if you don't fit in the box, make your own box or just fuck the box. Fuck the box off. Yes. (laughs) I love that. Amen, sister. Big fish, little fish, cardboard box. You're the best. All right. Thank you so much for being here. I appreciate your time and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Rogers.